Welcome to Belonging Before Believing, the podcast where we answer your questions about the church from the inside of that said church. I'm Biggity Patrick Mathers, pastor of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. And I'm Brian Gumby, elder, Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. You stole my line. I did. I brought. I resurrected it. I it guess. was dead. We brought it back for, to life, dude, like a... Like a Frankenstein monster. Like a phoenix from the ashes. Hey, if you hear noises in the background, we're at our favorite place to be, besides our home and bed, Secret Trail Brewing. Yeah, I did not screw up on the recording on this, like Pat would have you believe. This is an intentional recording from... It's deliberate. From the iPhone X. It's deliberate, and I've got Pokemon Go up right now Great. in case we catch the Pokemon while we're recording. So you might hear that noise too of me getting excited about something. Yelling about people about not opening presents and, and all kinds of other <laughs> That's nonsense. your wife. She sends me presents. She doesn't open my presents. Here, in fact, let me go there right you have now. presents from Tyson? I got presents. Uh, no, uh, Are you no. guys homies nope. on here? Yep, there's him right there. He did not send me a present. Ellen sent me one earlier today. Your to be wife. fair, we haven't sent him his presents yet. Okay, you're well. I have, oh, dude. I gotta go order those mugs because I thought we were gonna. Then the thing happened, and we gave him. We're gonna give him to more people. And, and we keep trying to add more people. So to the no, list. I haven't even gone there. And if I don't go this week, I'm gone for a week and a half to San Diego. T- Tyson, Mike, it's gonna happen. Casey. The check's in the mail. Dude, if anybody listens to this podcast and they're shocked that we're not right on top of this and getting them out, then they haven't been, they've been, they're not sure what they've been listening to. They've been listening to the right thing. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Do you know? No. No, nobody sent me a gift in Pokemon Go. Got it. I would, but I don't. Not your wife, not my wife, not Ellen. Dude, why are all the wives the ones playing? And then here's me over here playing this stupid game. Anti-Slayer. Dude, we had Bible study tonight. It was so good. Yeah. We talked tonight about uh, regular principal stuff in prayer during the worship service and song. What kind of song should we be singing? And I think it was some pretty good discussion. I try not to dominate. I try to spread it around with the questions. Do you think that that works? Yeah. 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 Totally. 100%. <laughs> I feel like you're making fun of me right now. No, I'm no? not. A little bit? No, I'm like went too eager and then I had to backpedal. They're like, man, if he sees me agreeing with him so vehemently that he's going to think something's up. I'm going to get a big act, head. Act like you don't care that much and then he'll think it's just business as usual. <laughs> hey, so uh, I got this $500 truck that I drive. Mm-hmm. I bought for 500 bucks. It's mm-hmm. a Tundra. Mm-hmm. It's a year newer than yours, mm-hmm. but um, which used to be yours, which used to be mine, and then Riggs today got a, a Nissan Titan. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? I saw pictures of it. Dude, it's nice. Yeah, it's 2005, so it's only four years newer than mine, dude. But you couldn't tell. It looks like like maybe just three or four years old. Those were four nice. very important years, <laughs> apparently, at the <laughs> Nissan factory. Dude, it's pretty nice. I'm gonna, just going to say that. That truck is pretty nice. Apparently, it's very fast, too. So I'm a little... I, I covet. I'll admit. I repent. When I rode around in a 2017 Tundra all weekend and then got dropped off and got in my 2000 Tundra, 
it occurred to me, I was like, how is this the same truck just 16 years apart? It's like the difference between driving a Model T and a spaceship. One's a high school grad, one's not. Dude, clearly. Anyway. Oh, I guess that would make yours the high school grad. Yeah, mine's old. It's old and grizzled. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You drove in a new one? Who has a new one? Damn. Oh. Uh, this weekend? You went to make it? No, I didn't say it was a certain time. I just oh, said okay. I've done it before. Dude, okay. So I've said, I think maybe even on this podcast before, that I'm jealous of man camp. The truth is I'm not. Like, I don't like to get dirty. I don't like to camp. I think that sucks eggs. Cool. So. It was cold. Well, the, the camaraderie is what I'm jealous about, to yeah. be honest, because I have a few guy friends and nobody my age. Yeah. You think that's weird? I have nobody my age. I've gone I'm, like, through, actually tight with. I've gone through stretches. Yeah. Where, like, Augie was the only person my age that I was tight with, and he's, like, not in the same town as me almost ever, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 So, we had our Bible study tonight. We're here at Secret Trail. They got good beer, they've got good food, they got good people hanging out. It's all in all a good time. Um, But we got a question. Something serious, Brian. Got it. I have my serious face on. This is is a question. This is one of the new ones. Mm Mm-hmm. Brian, you introduce yourself, Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship on this podcast, as what? Elder, Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. Elder, Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. And I, Patrick Mathers, introduce myself as the... Pastor. Pastor of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. I always thought it was an arbitrary distinction. Somebody asked the question, why do you guys make a distinction there? Because apparently it's confusing to people. And I think that's a good question. You know, we're going through First Timothy right now in our regular worship service and one of the things we're looking at is the offices uh, within the church so there are two only two distinct offices within the church that have been ordained apostolically meaning that they've been given from Christ through the apostles to the church only two elders and deacons and we would say deacons came about through Christ to the church because the Holy Spirit filled those people there in Acts chapter 6, and that's where we first see the deacons laid out. Before that, we see elders. Mm-hmm. But so we see only two elders and deacons. Now, you're calling yourself elder, so you're using that biblical category. I'm calling myself pastor and not using that same biblical category, or am I? No, you're making something up. You're a charlatan. For sure I'm not. No, you're not. Uh, well, in lots of ways, maybe I am. But, <laughs> but in this way, I'm not. This yeah. way, I think I have a leg to stand on. You, Yeah, I would love to honestly hear you stand on that leg. No, no, no. Explain. Why, I can ex- tell you why I say elder and not pastor. But I don't know if I could explain why you say pastor and not elder. I think elder. you could. Give it a shot, and then I'll riff off it. So I'll tell you my side first. Yeah. Um, I say elder and not pastor because if I say pastor, people think that I function in a different way than I do. They're basically going to think I'm you. But they think, but you're too young to be an elder. Right? Have you heard that? I've heard that about you. Never to my face, but I have. Oh, I have heard it I to my that, face I, about you, yeah. I, I know that that's true. Um, 
No, no one ever to my face uh, has ever said that. Most of the okay, time. Okay, but that criticism has come up. Sure. So. Sure. So t- just. Do I need to defend my? No, age? don't defend it. Just talk about it. Um, I'm young. And well, well, why the name does elder? But well, why does elder not mean old dude? Like oh. it would mean for other people, right? We talk about the elders in our church meaning the older people or the you know elderly. Okay. Typically, those are people in their seventies, eighties. Sure. Nineties. So, so why am I an elder Hundreds. who's not old? Hunted. 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 Well, when you talk, I can't get into like why that word is that word. Like why we chose that word. Like I'm not a Greek guy. I'm not gonna be able to explain that way. But what I can tell you is, if you look at the qualifications for an elder, I am qualified. You are absolutely. I can, I can tell you that, um, and like I'm sure we're getting to eventually here. Elder and pastor are synonymous. And am I able to teach? Yes. Am I the husband of one wife? Yes. Am I not quarrelsome? Yes. And I don't know them all offhand in order. But do I mean you love the filthy lucre though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. You it say means lucre? the money. The money, the bread. No, I thought you might the have been saying. Filthy lucre. I thought you might have been saying liquor with a weird accent. <laughs> uh. No, I heard it said, "Don't love the filthy lucre." The filthy lucre. Yeah, I think that's King James. I know less about that than I know about the Greek word for elder. <laughs> I think that's actually true. Then I'm glad I brought it up. Yeah. Let me educate you, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, so are elders typically older people? I mean, I think so, but I think you have to look at, uh... Oops. That was probably really loud on the podcast. That was probably... That was a water cup, too. If if I remember later, I could edit that, but I probably won't. That's all right. So I'm sorry for y'all's ears. I'm not. Anyway, if you look at our church, we're a really young church. We are. We are. And, I mean, maybe now... You can make the case that, like, am I in the elder half age-wise? Barely, maybe, kind of. I'm pretty average. Um, yeah, but, you're right in the middle. But when uh, I was ordained as an elder, that was not the case. For sure not. That was not the case. For sure not. But but here, I think, uh, so Timothy was a young guy himself. Right. And Paul had to say... To Timothy, don't let people look down on you being a young guy. Right. Anybody who's don't, ever been to a youth camp knows that. Right, right. right? Don't yeah. let anyone, the biblical phrases, despise your youth. Um, and he was qualified to be an elder, a pastor of said church, especially a big one, Ephesus. Mm-hmm. That was no small church, not only in size, but also in influence there in that culture. So you have Paul who is telling Timothy, yeah, you're young, but you're still an elder. I think elder really means is how mature are you in the Lord and are you called and gifted to function in that way? I think if those two things come together in a person, then yeah, the word is elder, but it's you're still functioning as a pastor or a pastor's an elder. Right. It has to do with what's your spiritual maturity level and what is your calling and gifting. So in that, when, when I was, you know, when we ordained you and laid hands on you, 
the calling and gifting I saw in you was not senior pastor, mm -hmm. pretty much. It was someone who's going to come alongside and work for the benefit of the church here um, in our local body to counsel, to guide. For a minute, it was to do the money. It was a lot of, mostly the things that I am not gifted to or couldn't right. do, right? Sure. So you're kind of like, you're helping me to do the things I just frankly couldn't do. Oh, 100%. Like, that's the way that I look at it most days is I'm your counterbalance. Um, to pastor alone, dude, I can't even imagine what it must be like to pastor alone. And so sometimes it's, it's awful, right? No, I no, I don't doubt it. Like, I'm not laughing about that at all. I, I totally believe that. Uh, but I mean, some days it's to, to fill in, you know, your, your blind spots or your weak spots or whatever you want to call them. And sometimes it's just to straight up, like hold you accountable. Um, other times it's to just like help shoulder a burden with you, uh, where I'm not actually physically contributing anything other than encouraging you that you don't have to do this alone. Um, so to have somebody else to pastor alongside of you, like I don't have to be the guy who's up there preaching every Sunday. Like I can preach on Sunday. I've done it before. I'll do it again. But I don't have to be the guy up there preaching every Sunday to be an elder or a pastor. That's what God, God has called me to do. Right. In this capacity, right now, in this place, in this time where we're both serving together. If we it were, could change. If we were both called to do that currently, one of us or both of us would be very frustrated. Or we would work something out where we rotate, where we rotate books or rotate chapters or I something like that. I think you would like get that. frustrated with that. You think I would? Eventually. Yeah. I think you I'm would not, love it for a time, you, but dude, you need to be in that pulpit. You know why? Because I'm not gifted in lots of other areas. And, and I, I think... Well, and you're called to the right. one that you serve. Well, I think that's a grace of the Lord that I'm not gifted in lots of other areas. I think you're right. It, it keeps me humble and keeps me focused. Mm -hmm. Keeps me humble in that I can't you know, just put myself in every single situation that comes up in the church. I fail at a lot. Mm. I screw up at a lot. I am not the best at lots of lots of things. I am not detail oriented. Mm. Um, I can't do administration stuff. I just I fail at that. Mm. I and positively, I am called to specifically do this. So I'm gifted to preach and to teach and to to study and to counsel and that's my area of gift that's my wheelhouse and I don't have much more than that I'm kind of a one trick pony and I thank God for it mm -hmm. I, I can't get haughty and puffed up I need other people to come alongside me and help me out or else the church is going to flounder mm -hmm. right yeah so why do you say pastor instead of elder oh I, I say pastor instead of elder um, number one is it, it is a biblical category in Ephesians chapter 4 there is the category of pastor slash teacher, right? right? It, it's they're functioning in one and the same. The, the pastor is the one who preaches, who is the regular teacher from the pulpit or the teacher in uh, a, a more intimate setting. And so that's the role that I serve within the church. You serve as more of like the Timothy chapter 5, a ruling elder, mm -hmm. where you do rule. You certainly can teach and you do, and you do a great job when you do. 
but you you function more in the ruling and you know ministering to other people kind of category but there is another category that of deacon and we have only just recently added a deacon and laid hands on somebody and there was a time where I sought to do that earlier and I'm glad we didn't do it earlier but we just brought Joel on within the last what six months has it been? Has it been longer than that? I think it's been longer than that. Yeah, maybe closer to a year. Yeah. Well, and Rachel and Ellen too. Oh, right, 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 right. You're right. Forgive me. We do have them functioning or filling those roles as deacons, deaconesses. Um, Joel's the one who's doing. He's carrying the load though, right this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they support. How do they support the ministry? Practically. Um, which is something that sounds like it's not a spiritual thing when you say that they meet practical needs. But if there was no spiritual benefit, then we wouldn't see it prescribed in Scripture, right? Right, right. Great uh, point. And so, yeah, they, I mean, we have been uh, trusted with money and resources that we do the best we can to use in a way that honors the Lord and encourages his people. Um, And so that's been one way that uh, Joel has been able to function is getting those resources into the hands of the people who would be most benefited by them. Um, But yeah, just looking for, like I said, practical ways to encourage the people of our church. And one of the things I love about that category of deacon that both your wife, Joel's wife, and Joel all function in is that typically the person who's the deacon in this context is the facilities manager, Mm. you know? And we don't have a facility. So it actually forces those who are deacons to actually function biblically like a deacon. Because most churches in the early church didn't have a facility. They had people. And the needs needed to be met in the lives of those people. Totally. And that's that's how they functioned. And so we actually are, I think, very much to the health and the benefit of the church, able to function in those categories since we don't have our own facility at this point. Well, I remember saying something when we were talking about raising up uh, deacons and how it just seemed that in a lot of churches I had been around, the deacon was the guy who really wanted to serve but didn't know his Bible very well. He couldn't teach. He wasn't (laughs) theological at all. And just how thankful I am that that's not the case with us. Right. Like, I know Joel could teach. Ellen can teach. And, like, yeah. Rachel could if you give her the mic. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They, uh... They definitely know their way around their Bible, and they're definitely passionate uh, in their love of the Lord. And so it's not any deficiency in that way. Like, oh, you didn't make the cut for elder, but good news. You can be second string, and you can be a deacon. Right. That is not the case at all. Right. No, they're just as vital to the health and the body of the church. If we had had somebody back when we had ordained you who was functioning as the deacon, we certainly would have laid hands on them mm-hmm. then, but we didn't have that at that point in time. And we happen to now, or within the last, whatever, six, eight months, yeah, yeah. whatever it's been since we've, we've ordained deacons. So apart from that, there aren't any biblical categories for people who function in the church. There's no apostles. There's no archbishop. 
There's no. What are we looking at the other day? Oh, Grandmaster, senior, right junior, reverend, warden. Sen- <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff. The most right. Re- I get mail sometimes that says the Reverend Patrick Mathers, and I just laugh like, oh my gosh. You're going to do it. You better call me the most right reverend. The most right reverend. When I bought my docs, there was a box to check. Are you Mr., Mrs., or Reverend? And I totally checked the Reverend box. Sweet. Yeah. That's probably why you get mail that says you're Reverend. You're probably right. That's probably why I get mail that says that. But those phrases aren't biblical phrases. They, They might have meaning in certain places and certain times. I, I think that most of the people listening to this are going to have a more um, they're, they're not going to have such a liturgical background where yeah. they're going to be interacting with the most right reverend holy Canton master biscuit eater. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but there's weird titles like that that people have. No, biblically there's pastor slash elder same office and deacon, and that's about it. Yeah. You got anything to add? Dude, I don't think so. I wish I did. I feel like this is pretty short, but... No, that's okay. I mean, it's straightforward. It's to the point. It's a question that I think people have about the church, like, you know, why are there priests? Well, there isn't biblically. There's yeah. the priesthood of all the saints. Every single saint, according to the book of First Peter, is a priest. We are all priests. There isn't a office of priest. There isn't an office of, you know, all these other things. Royal priesthood. We're a royal priesthood. There's pastor and there's deacon. That's it. Elder, deacon. That's it. Um, Bishop, deacon. Overseer, deacon. It's, It's all of those phrases are synonymous. Elder, pastor, bishop, overseer. In the New Testament, they're used depending upon what translation you find interchangeably. But it's all one office. It's not four different offices. So if you're in a place or you know are familiar with a church that has a structure that has all these different ones, understand that that's not biblical. I'm not saying that they're carnal or demonic or anything like that. But I am saying just just know that those categories aren't aren't biblical. They're they're using them for some other ways and means. Biblical category is pastor or elder and deacon and that's it. Sweet. You got a question of the day? Okay. If you camp, where is oh, your geez. favorite place to go camping? And if you don't camp, tell me why you hate camping. Well, okay, At, go. So go. my favorite place yeah. to camp is Lake Almanor. Although your favorite place is it's the Almanor. only place I go. It's okay. go every week. Okay. I love it because you go every week. Every week, every year. <laughs> it's an hour and a half away, so you don't have to spend a ton of time in the car. There, it's a beautiful lake that you can go and play on, and there's like amenities, like there's like like bathrooms that you can go to. Is there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, hey, you're not like going in the ground or something like that. Uh, I've done that. But no showers. Like, it's like a good mix between, like, enough amenities and, but actually being someplace beautiful. Um, I've been camping at Fort Bragg in Tahoe before, and I like those a lot, but it's been a while. Where are you at in Fort Bragg? McKerricker? Do you remember? I think so. Okay, that's where we went camping when we went there, and I, I honestly kind of liked that. Yeah. But of course, there were showers, hot showers right there. Well, for you, it was the beach. It was the beach. 
We were right there on the beach. We yeah. could walk like mm, 58 steps. Right. And we're actually, our feet are in the water. That's cool. So, yeah, that was great. So I like McCarrick or State Beach. Um, but having said I like it, that's overstating it. I think that's... I hate camping. Why? I don't like being dirty. I, I don't like being dirty. I don't like being... Like, right now, I'm sweaty. Yep. And I feel so dirty. I feel like I just stink to high heaven. And I might. I don't know. But I hate how I feel right this second. Dirty, sweaty. And it's only been since this morning that I've had a shower and I'm still in town. Mm-hmm. And I can go home and have a shower if I want to tonight. I hate it. Dude, I, if you sniff my phone right now, it smells like campfire still. I'm not going to smell your phone. I made Zoe smell my phone. Of course you did. <laughs> and she went, Bleh. <laughs> And then I made her smell my pillow because my pillow smelled like it too. Which she went, Bleh. of course she did. That's great. Zoe's great for that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, she's always good for that. No, I don't like camping. And if somebody out there can convince me that there's a good way to do camping, lay it on me. But I am not keen on it. I'll glamping. Just... Have you googled some of that glamping yes, stuff? Yes. Yeah. We. Yeah. That's crazy. With these trailers that fold out and these tents that turn into. A Maharishi, Maharaji kind of palace. Beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. Okay, I maybe could do that, but I don't get that. Who's got that kind of money? Glampers. Glampers. Yeah, I don't have that kind of money, so. All right, so if you love camping, where? If you hate camping, why? Because you're wise. Yeah. And whether you love the dirt like me or you... You don't love the are dirt. ...are opposed to filth like Pat, we believe... You belong. <laughs>